0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today.
1: Apparently, changes aren't always bigger in Texas. Jerry Jones has made his decision on his head coach, and it's the status quo. Also, the Pacers push their chips into the middle with a risky trade. And CJ Stroud, could he knock off another AFC contender? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today.
0: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. The Dallas Cowboys had the stars aligned, no pun intended. They were the two seed. They kill at home everybody, except it was the Packers who did the killing a 48 to 32 beatdown on Sunday at Jerry World, which left everyone going. Well, now the only thing left to kill is Mike McCarthy's career in Dallas. (laughs) That is apparently not going to be the case. Multiple reports and then a statement from the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy will remain as the head coach in 2024. Landon McCool from Locked on Cowboys joins me now. And and Landon, you previously on your show made the the case that this was blow up time, that this was it. This needs to change. Why did Jerry Jones not listen to you? (laughs)
2: Well, I mean, first off, the only thing that truly ever dies uh, in in Cowboys land is is Cowboys fans' hopes. So this is uh <laughs> this is the uh, <laughs> this is not this is not unexpected. And listen, even on my show, I, I I made it clear that I this that was my thought that I thought that that's what the Cowboys needed, and that that's what the kind of mm. uh, uh, I didn't want to use the term enema, but I, that, that the Cowboys needed some sort of mass cleaning in order to kind of get past this glass ceiling that they seemingly. Keep running into, um, but I but I also made it clear that I didn't think that that was going to happen, and that I thought for sure that we would hear that Mike McCarthy would be returning. Um, and and it has everything to do with with the way that Chan Gailey uh, was handled by Jerry twenty mm. years ago, twenty five years ago, where uh, he he fired Chan Gailey after a ten win season, and 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 talked about it for years afterwards that he truly regretted it. I, I just think if you looked back at his history. Um, that it it just seemed that, uh, it wasn't likely to happen, especially with Dak still having another year left on that contract, a complete start over in the truest sense of the form was, was not ever going to happen this season anyways. Um, now what, what becomes interesting to me is what do the Cowboys do with Dak Prescott's, uh, contract because they owe him, they owe him $60 million. And they're going to lose Dan Quinn probably to, the or maybe not. We'll see after that performance. You never know how that turns out, but they might, they're likely to lose Dan Quinn. So the, my whole argument for blowing it up, even despite all this is that this last season for Mike McCarthy, if it is a last season or one more shot or whatever you want to call it is already kind of being done off of its back foot, you know, because you're having to probably start over with a new defensive coordinator uh, you, you're going to have to be very squeezed cap space-wise unless you can do something with Dak. So there's still a lot of big decisions left for this Cowboys team in the offseason, uh, including seeing what, you know how or how long or what, what Dak's contract is going to look like. And uh, I, I felt like it was just too many things to try to get it all done this year. They're going to bring back Mike McCarthy to see if he can do it, but I don't know how to get Cowboys fans like excited for it at this point.
1: Yeah, when it comes to the back foot, though, Landon uh, Jordan Love didn't seem to have any problems on Sunday off his back All right, foot. Enough with the um, no, <laughs> <dude. laughs> uh, no, I think true. Par- part of this part of this uh, that I think, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're going okay, but now what? Yeah. Is it just Mike McCarthy and try and hit on some draft picks, or are there actually some things that they can try and maneuver here to improve and and push past this? Okay, we win 12 games every year, but in the playoffs, it doesn't look like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I don't think it's it's not going to be a shock or, or surprising what the Cowboys are going to do to Cowboys fans, because it's going to be the same thing that they've been doing for the last uh, decade plus. It's it's trying to tweak here and there. It's hoping a better draft class will will take you over the top uh, you know, kind of chasing their tail on, on the scheme aspect of, Oh, we need to be more of a running uh, team and then getting in three games into the season and realizing that they need to pass first in order the offense to work. And then going back and starting over with it and, and flipping back, you know, it's, it, it's, it's all going to seem very familiar. It, in fact, it probably will look a lot like this season, except with just different people involved. The question is, are they ever going to get any different results? Stay up to
1: date all year on the Dallas Cowboys by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Cowboys on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, the Raptors pull the ripcord while the Pacers go all in. Before we get to that, the sporting world, join the Warriors in mourning. The NFL playoffs rage on, and now's the perfect time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, what are you waiting for? The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, teasers, and more. There's also weekly boosts and promos to give you plenty of opportunities to increase your payout. The Detroit Lions set to host their second playoff game in Ford Field history and are favored by almost a touchdown over the Bucks. FanDuel likes Detroit by six and a half over Tampa Bay. You can also combine bets for a bigger payout. Same game parlays are a great way to enjoy watching sports. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and do the NFL season right. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
3: Locked On has launched
1: the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel.
0: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: The Golden State Warriors have endured a heartbreak that few teams can even imagine. I'm Cyrus Satsas with the Locked On Warriors, Locked On Now update. Golden State Warriors assistant coach Dayon Molojevic passed away early this morning in Salt Lake City. Molojevic was dining with players and coaches at a private dinner Tuesday night when he suffered a heart attack at the restaurant. Molojevic was hospitalized and in critical condition at a nearby hospital where life-saving efforts were not successful. The native Serbian leaves behind a wife and two children. There will be no show today with Kylan Mills joining me tomorrow for a new episode following this tragic event. Milojevic was just 46 years of age. The Golden State Warriors-Utah Jazz game scheduled for this evening has been postponed to an undetermined later date. Eagles veteran defensive tackle Fletcher Cox offered a passionate defense of Nick Sirianni amid questions about the head coach's future with the franchise. What is there to talk about, man? He's a winner. He's a winning head coach, Cox said. Sirianni has led the Eagles to a 34-17 regular season record and three playoff appearances in as many seasons, including a trip to the Super Bowl last February that ended in a 38-35 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. But after this season's epic collapse, Many were wondering if the Eagles would make a change. Cox has a response for those calling for Sirianni to be fired. We don't look at firing a man who obviously has won 10-plus games two years in a row, who's taken this organization to three playoff appearances three years in a row. That's respect. Police in Newport Beach, California, will not pursue charges against Oklahoma City Thunder guard Josh Giddey after closing an investigation into allegations he had an improper relationship with with an underage girl, this according to a statement the department released Wednesday night. Though allegations of that relationship with an underage girl caught fire on social media, the police say they were unable to corroborate any criminal activity related to Giddy. And on the court, the Hawks survived the magic Neither team in this game had a lead of more than seven points. It was about as close of a game as it possibly could be without without going to overtime. In fact, in the fourth quarter, it was a three-point game or less the entirety of the fourth quarter. So it was very, very tight. In the end, DeJounte Murray knocked down a buzzer beater in a tie game to win it. It wasn't quite a buzzer beater this first time, but actually, Murray made a game winner the last time the Hawks beat the Magic in Mexico City. Uh, So some synergy there with those two events. This Hawks Hawks win actually makes the team 3-2 on this five-game homestand, which is very funny because the vibes have been so poor during this five-game run. But 3-2 is 3-2. Should have been 4-1, probably. Should have been 5-0, maybe. But hilariously, the Hawks were outscored by almost 30 points in a 3-2 homestand. But uh, three wins are three wins, and this was a close
3: one for sure
0: is another story you need to know
1: the indiana pacers are not content being a feel-good story and a fun basketball team to watch they want to win a monster trade getting pascal siakam for bruce brown jordan Noir, and three first round picks all headed to the toronto raptors and they still have to sort out the future of pascal siakam and his contract Tony East from Locked on Pacers joins me now. And, and Tony, let's start with the why of this trade. If you're Indiana, from their perspective, why do this? And maybe a better question, why do this now?
4: Yeah, the now part's fascinating, right? I think actually the Raptors are the team that's the more motivated now because they've lost four in a row. They have a top six protected first rounder sitting out there. They currently have the sixth worst record, right? They might be incentivized to be going downward a little bit. Trading Siakam for a pick package certainly does that. And the Pacers uh, have needed a talented forward like this for forever, right? And they, they, Since Thaddeus Young left the Pacers in 2019, they've been cycling through two center lineups, which is what they're doing right now. Obi Toppin has started at the four, Justin Holiday. I mean, they've tried everything, but they've never gotten a solid solution, and now they have it. So they're now is getting the talent that they've needed for forever and hoping that from now to the end of the season, they can convince him and prove to him, there's already been some reporting about this, that this is the right place for him. And getting him earlier means he can play for them earlier. They're in the thick of a tight four through eight in the Eastern Conference. I think getting a guy like Siakam in the door makes a ton of sense for a Pacers team that has been starting centers and threes at the four four spot for basically a half decade
1: now. And so you mentioned that that pitch, hey, this is the right place for you. How do you see the fit here for, for Pascal Siakam, who is used to getting his shots, getting his points, uh, in, in Toronto and you have an offense in Indiana that is run mainly through Tyrese Halliburton though of course they're the highest scoring team in the league everyone scores on that team
4: highest scoring team ever basically yeah I
1: mean, it's pretty crazy the
4: offensive output the Pacers are putting out yeah I think their pitch is simple right hey look what playing with Tyrese Halliburton can do for you for example they could point to anyone on their team right now look at Miles <laughs> Turner's scoring jump look yeah. at Aaron Eastman scoring jump look at Obi Toppins scoring jump look at what he's helped Ben Mather and Andrew Nimhard develop into Jalen Smith is now an established NBA player. Need I say more? Players who play with Tyrese Halberton do well and have good seasons and in some cases get paid elsewhere. So I think that that is a good pitch alone. And there's been reporting and talks. The Pacers even said this. Their president of basketball operations said two years ago, We think Tyrese Halberton can be a recruiter, both at this play and personality. So getting a guy like Siakam in who you hope you can keep, Well, that's recruiting, even if he's already on your own team. As for the basketball fit, I mean, he can score in so many ways that the Pacers kind of can't. He can fit through any gap on the floor. He's slippery, shooting 77% at the rim. They haven't really had a secondary creator at his level with Halberton on the team. They've hoped someone steps up every night, and they have been really solid with that strategy. Sometimes it's Ben Matherin. Sometimes it's Miles Turner. Sometimes it's Schmidt. That's fine. They're all capable of it. But having a rock-solid guy every night, one, will help them with consistency and adding talent, and two, will help them significantly when Tyrese Talbert isn't on the floor for however many minutes a game that that happens to be. So I think their offensive level certainly increases from that alone. And I think, perhaps more importantly, they don't have to rely on their star player as much. They get needed size on defense. A lot of pros for the Pacers especially if they can keep him beyond the season. Yeah. The
1: defense I think is going to be an under talked about portion of this because this is an incredible offense and there are games where they just absolutely cannot get stops. (laughs) And Pascal Siakam is a, is maybe not the defender he once was. um, But if he doesn't have to score as much, maybe, maybe that's the case here that he can get back to playing some of that lockdown defense. How much do you think he changes what has been a defense that cannot stop a nosebleed this season.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's been better since like Christmas. Right. But that's only yeah. a couple of weeks. And there's a couple things to stand out. Like he's probably like an average defender. I would say, you know, that that's fine. That's already a standout on their team. Yeah, I think what this is going to help them with significantly is everybody can kind of be in a more natural spot defensively for the Pacers. Now, this is something they've really seen a problem with recently with Aaron Neesmith sideline with an injury is like a lot of times their best option on a six foot eight player is Bruce Brown or Andrew Nemhart, right? And like those are decent defenders, but they're short. Now they can naturally put a four on a four, and Aaron E. Smith can guard threes, and their guards can guard guards, which sounds silly, but they haven't always been able to do that. They've always been searching for tricky cross matches or hoping Jalen Smith can be physical with a star player or something like that. Now everybody on the team's role or position just kind of slots in more naturally, right? And so maybe that means some guys play less, but I think defensively, not only will Siakam being average himself help them i think it makes everybody else's job easier on the end of the floor they'll have easier tasks they'll have matchups that make more sense they won't be looking up
1: every time their man catches the ball i think all that's pretty valuable stay up to date all year on the indiana pacers by subscribing to locked on sports today and locked on pacers on your favorite podcast app and on youtube coming up cj stroud has seen the ravens before why this time could be different with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guaranteed. GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. GameTime has plenty of last-minute tickets to your favorite team's events, their games. That's usually what you get tickets for. They also make it easy to get in the gate with flash deals and zone deals. They make it easy because you get to see your seats in the venue before you buy. GameTime has the lowest price guaranteed, too. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase terms and apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code locked on for $20 off. Game time, last minute tickets, the lowest price
3: guaranteed. This locked on podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found. Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
1: The Houston Texans announced their arrival over the weekend, and particular yes. CJ Stroud, who was spectacular in a beatdown yes. of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. For their troubles, they now get the number one seed in the AFC in the yes. background. You heard John Hickman from locked on Texans. And and John, this offense against maybe the best defense in the league, one of the best defenses we've seen by some metrics. Yeah, like going back worried. to some of those old Ravens teams. We're not worried. This was beat the spectacular Browns. stuff. So, <laughs> what can they do against Baltimore this week? How much of a shot did you do you give them? To pull a stunner here. Man, uh, so for
0: Houston, this isn't the first time they've met the Ravens this year. And I think yep. from week one to oh, now week 19, I guess, uh, week 20, I don't know. But from week one to now in the, in the division round, these are two totally different teams. A different offense now that CJ Stroud has command of it. Uh, even with Lamar Jackson, he's coming into a new year, a new scheme uh, from college. So two different teams. The last time Houston took them on, they lost by 10 points, right? They were 0-2 in the red zone. Very close and competitive game. Just kind of got away from them. What can Houston do to beat this Baltimore Raven team? I think that they are uh going to be in a in a position to just, I think, win and die by CJ Stroud. Realistically, right? You can going you, yeah. you this defense, I have faith that this defense will win on third downs I, I think the front four is playing extremely well right now only nine socks nine sacks excuse me in the first i want to say uh nine weeks of the end of the league but then after that they go on and they break a franchise record for most sacks in the season which is funny because jj watt has three separate 20 sack seasons so they break their franchise record this year uh, John Grenard, Will Anderson, Derek Barnett, former Philly Eagle, uh, who's yep. been balling for Houston. They're going to have to get out the Lamar Jackson, of course, on the defensive side of the ball. If he gives you the turnovers opportunities, you take advantage of it. Get yourself some good field position. But ultimately, it comes down to the rookie. Number seven, Ohio State quarterback, the only one that we've ever seen play this great of football at the quarterback yeah. position. It comes down to C.J. Stroud.
1: Yeah, and I was just actually looking back at the numbers before we jumped on here. That was a 25-9 game back in week one, but the Ravens and Texans had the same number of first downs. They were within three of total yardage, and you mentioned the red zones. The Texans go 0 for 2 in the red zone. The Ravens go 3 for 5, and that ends up being the difference. That game, if people watched it, and I don't know how many people watched it. It was a Ravens-Texans game in week one. They're going to be watching this weekend, but that game was a lot closer. And I think people realize, uh, especially in retrospect. So for this team, John, I think the, the question that people are going to have is, okay, you've got a Baltimore Ravens team, the number one overall seed. They look like the best or second best team in the league. They've got Super Bowl business to take care of, right? This is gravy for Houston. So how concerned would you be about a letdown in a, hey, we're just playing with house money
0: situation and we're just happy to be here, young team kind
1: of situation?
0: Wouldn't be upset at all. Um, but you, the expectations for a lot of people nationally was at the end of the year, Houston would regret trading that number three overall pick, mm. uh, or, you know, trading up for, excuse me, for Will right. Anderson for the number three overall pick because they would be in the worst situation. Uh, the Browns would be better. They would regret drafting C.J. Stroud. They would regret trading up uh, first-year head coach, first-year offensive coordinator. And so you look uh, down the line, they're in the playoffs, division around. I think this is a young team that has done a very great job, outstanding job of fighting, uh, getting some of these wins. So I think at this point I was talking to a friend of mine, there is no letdown.
1: Stay up to date all year on the Houston Texans by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Texans on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. And finally, Lions safety CJ Gardner Johnson said the Buccaneers don't have a good quarterback. Baker Mayfield has some thoughts. He said, I don't think he's really watched film because he mentioned Russell Gage. We love Russell, but Russell hasn't played a snap all year for us. Kind of takes the sting out of the trash talk when. You can't get the basic facts right. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today, here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports Today, which underdog has the best chance of winning on divisional weekend? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.
0: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.